It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Radiant Design Living Show. This is a show about beauty, faith, and abundance, and a new paradigm to experience magic in everyday living. Hello, hello, and I am your co-host, Deborah Brown, and I am so pleased to have my co-host, Donna Bell, on the call. And Donna, say hello. Hi there. It's good (laughs) to be here. It's a beautiful day. Absolutely, and I think this is our first show in the new year, so happy 2015. Thank you very much, and happy 2015 to everybody else. Hope this show helps you to have a good start in your life when you hear what we have to say. Well, I think that's really cool that we're starting off on a conversation about actually purging some things, and Abundance versus Accumulation is the subtitle of this conversation that we're going to have about purging books. And when you first broached that subject to me, I was thinking, purging books? No, you must never purge books. Books are never to be purged. <laughs> <laughs> and my, you know, of course, my re- resistance radar goes up big time. So um, you'll, have, uh, you'll have a little bit of work to do to convince me, but... Uh, I know you can. So uh, talk to us about what you have in mind about purging books. And before you actually well, know what, Donna, start, before you do that, yes. before you do that, um, let people know a little bit more about you because there are going to be uh, listeners that have not had the experience of uh, who you are, and uh, it's been a while since we've actually um, introduced you. So if you don't mind, why don't you tell people a little bit about your work and okay. then delve into the purging books conversation. All right. So um, I originally started out with having a house cleaning company years ago that I became known for magic in the Bay Area. And um, all of my wonderful team was trained in a very specific way to be able to come into your house and just create the most beautiful atmosphere of impeccability and not disturbing things that you may have put there that you were so inspired to put there. I don't know how many of you have had housekeepers that may come in and they just move things around and it's disturbing. Well, we did not do that. And as a result, I ended up becoming a consultant to the businesses that we went in and cleaned for. So I consulted to, you know, people who are heads of major projects, multi-million dollar projects and things like that. And then I created this space on behalf of a man years ago um, named Werner Erhard and uh, created that impeccable environment on behalf of his homes, his his uh, personal residences and his businesses and extended businesses. And so... Uh, 
that led to being a community leader. So it's always been for me about this sacred experience related to cleaning. And purging is kind of a strong word for me to put about books today because as you go into it, you'll learn that um, everything has its own home. So I'm not there to judge anything. It's to respect what that item has given you or me for the duration that it's been. And if it's meant to go, it's meant to go. But it's with that kind of respect. I'm an author, and I'm uh, I'm writing right now a new book that is in my preparation. This is why it's so perfect to be talking about books. For me to write at the level of what the book is that's coming out that I'm very excited about is Art of Space, Legacy of the Master, Legacies of the Master. And... Um, so what I've done is I've gone through every shelf that I have to be sure that everything around me is really telling the truth, not my preference, not how I think it needs to be, but truly that it's uh, radiating outward on behalf of me beyond anything I could imagine. And that takes applying these principles having to do with space and beauty. And um, and it isn't always the way my mind thinks it's going to be. So as an author, I've had the privilege in the past of working with novelists who became famous. One of the things I saw that was in their way was all the things they hung on to that were going to be meaningful, that they were going to add, that they were that were so important. And it was instead of what they were keeping was really what was absolutely forwarding in them. They actually were hanging on to things out of a preference that were diminishing their ability to be creative and right. So as I would work with them and we began to let go, it was amazing the kind of things that happened. So I'll tell a story. One of my individuals she had written a book. It was a really great book. Everybody in the local community was thrilled about it, but it wasn't going anywhere. So I was paid as a consultant to go into this beautiful home and start to recognize what it was that was really in the way physically of her being able to have a national and international bestseller. And um, the bottom line is within six weeks after the consulting in relationship to telling the truth within her environment related with beauty and the experience and expression of her, she went international. And um, and another person that was very famous, and I really was trying to, he's one I could talk about, but I couldn't remember his name this morning. But he was a famous individual, and and I supported him to just do a level of cleaning beyond anything he ever had. He had writer's block, and he just wasn't moving. And and uh, and as he did that, all sorts of, sorts of things took place. So when you have an environment that is not providing space, okay, so a bookshelf is an environment for books. When you have a set of books that really are meant to be together, You'll know it. You may argue. You may become defensive. And I've been there. 
so I understand. Oh no, I'm not going to get. No, I'm not going to let go of this. I know it's going to be one I'm going to read. But when I really look at it and look at it in the real space of a year from now or three months from now, do I read it? And I say no. Then they go. And um, and if it really calls to me, it will be like a pinch to my heart. And when I get to that point, that's something for me to listen to. Is that helpful, Deborah? Wow. This is the most um, interesting way. I'm so glad I actually asked that question, which was just divinely sent to me, frankly, to ask you to tell us about yourself today because it sets up this whole thing so beautifully. But also, I love the impeccability feature of what you're talking about. I think that is such a beautiful word, and it has so much meaning to me. You know, I, I like to think of myself, you know, with, uh, you know, someone with impeccable manners, um, impeccable dress. Um, my yeah. bookshelf right now is impeccable because it's new. It's not organized the way you're going to talk about, but it is. It's new. I think I've talked about that on a previous, um, a previous show, and I actually put a photograph of the bookshelf up on one of the previous shows. I didn't do, do that, that would today. That would be cool and, if you put it up again this time yeah, because it's a gorgeous unit. Thank you. And it's also um, it's even more full of books because the last picture I had, um, I had not gotten some books out of storage. So anyway, it's um, thank you for telling us the way you did, which was impeccable, frankly, <laughs> um, <laughs> about, about having um, the respect for the item you know, in a person's home, and and that that boy, when you unpack that as a concept to have respect for an item, respect for the person. But the other thing that I'm going to kind of um, uh, point to is, if you don't have room for creative energy because you've stuffed your space with so much um, extraneous creation gear. and creation, yeah, you, thinking that yeah, created. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. And I've had that problem myself where I get I get stuck because I'm a clutter person, as you know. And um, and when I, you know, it's so funny. When we get ready to do this show, I clear my space that's in front of me to to the best of my ability so that what I'm looking at is uh, our stuff, you know, yours and mine. Yes. And yes. and that way, it, you know, the the flow between you and me, the flow between us and the audience is not going to be impeded with my extra crap. <laughs> so, at least that's what I hope yeah. is happening. I, I think it is. So anyway, well, thank is. you. So Yeah, it really for, is. Thank you for setting that up. You're welcome. Um what happens is is we end up with impeccability isn't a frigidity. Impeccability is a warmth and detail and aliveness. It's life itself. And so in the teachings that I do and everything and the miracles I see in a constant manner um, is that when you place an object where it's meant to be, so those of you who don't know, as I went through a death experience, and I have full memory of what this has been. And for the last four years, I've been putting together trainings and products that would allow people to experience these new worlds. Not because I wanted to, 
let me get that straight. It was absolutely a promise of my coming back to be able to do this. And so the um, one of the laws is that a physical object either expands space or collapses it. So what I mean by that is when you have a book that is your idea, there's a couple of things. First, I'll give you the one. When you spend a lot of money on a book and you don't want to face that it was a waste of money, an individual might keep that book in a continuous manner or think they're someday going to use it because the last thing you want to do is admit that you spent that money and it was not the right choice. And when that happens and we ignore it, deny it, push it away, and keep the item, we actually deny, push away our own financial rewards, our own blessings that are meant to be there for me and you. Because it's connected to money. And when we have that kind of attitude around money, it's a scarcity kind of reality. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, I'm going to get use out of it. And it's all control. The way I'm speaking about a bookcase is not to create it through control. And to admit, if you have to keep books in a storage unit for the someday house you're going to move to, you're lying. I hate to be that bold, unless it's you know archive stuff, and then you may want to give them to libraries. We don't realize the cost that it is, books in, uh, in boxes. It's a fragmentation, actually, of yourself, of all the things you're someday going to do. And it's a fragmentation of the way in which there's control issues. So when... And sometimes I've let go of books that are very difficult to let go of, but I'm very clear the book is telling me it doesn't belong. So the question is, when you have a book, don't ask you. Ask the book. Where does this belong? How's that, Deborah? (laughs) Okay. All right. So we get to talk to our books. I think that's interesting. Um, Well, you ask, and then you listen. If you put your own message in, then it won't work. But you just you. be silent you. to the question. <laughs> like so, God, you know, we ask questions uh, of God. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's good to be so, silent. <laughs> when you said a moment ago that the, an object either collapses space or expands it, and then you connected mm-hmm. that to money if you bought a book that you really realized later you should not have done because it wasn't serving. Um, so you could actually change the word object to a book, either expand space or collapse That's it. That's right. But you could also change the word um, space to money. The book either expands money or collapses it. Because well, abundance, you could, abundance and money, some, yeah. Yeah. I'm not that's, saying that's, that's your true. That's, I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Out I'm of saying, what I said, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So interesting okay. that you know, that it's connected that way. And you've mentioned that before Uh in terms of um, a blouse or something like that in the closet that spoke to you when you bought it and then you've never worn it and it's just, you know, you look at it later and you go, wow, that's that's a pretty shade of red, but boy, is that ugly. But you don't, you don't get rid of it. All right. right. So then that, that object has, has certainly collapsed the space or collapsed itself or almost even going so far as to collapse your own self-worth. How about that? 
Is that possible? Oh, it is. Right. It completely collapses it because what you're doing is being creative in the past. You're not being able to receive. There's a law here, and the law in relationship to things is when you have what you're meant to have, then there's this expansion that's available to you. And when you fill the space, now imagine this, the book isn't just filling the space. The someday is filling the space. It's perfectly good is filling the space. Oh, well, I need to give this to, uh, you know, to Angela is filling the space. It's the space of the behaviors that get held oh. in place by the object. Oh, hold on here. Okay, I, I've been taking notes, as I always do, and I want to now tell you what I think I heard you say, and that is that the book is a stand-in for behaviors that do not serve. In other words, it's yeah. a, a body double. It you know, is, well, it, and that's good, and it's whenever you have things that do not belong, now I have to warn you about something. If you oh, go gosh. through and just purge and say, I'm getting rid of, and I don't like this, and it, this doesn't work anymore, that's all judgment, okay? If it's not coming from relationship to the respect, that's an issue. The other thing is is that when you have an object that's been held in place and you think it's just about letting go of the object and I'm moving on to the next level and no, 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 all those emotions, that you do not recognize in relationship to that object, if you, should you not have done personal growth work on yourself, personal growth work, then you can recognize, move, and, and not have it be that much of an effect. But if you haven't done the personal growth work, when I worked with the low-income families and things, I had to become very aware that everything they let go of uh, and with the group that I had in the home, we were able to all hold that space so they could go through it. But the emotions became the grid in which the thing was held in place. So when the object was removed, that grid came upon them very fast. It could be in that moment. It could be in the next few days. And we'd stay very connected to that person to make sure that they were okay and if we needed to support them further, you know, with the emotional onslaught. Because the past becomes so familiar that it becomes a map, you know, for our existence. And what we're doing is is we're taking apart that old existence. Does that make sense, Deborah? It It does. It does. That's why it's um, so, so hard to let go. Well, and and I'm sure that, um, you know, I, I teasingly said at the front end, you know, I'm going to be very resistant and, you know, don't even don't even talk about my books type of thing. Um, halfway, you know, 90%, no, 10% kidding, 90% serious. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, because <laughs> I was going to try to get away with it saying, oh, it's just 90% kidding, but no, I'm 90% serious. Um, because it is, um, it is, uh, hardwired to some other things. So, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I am definitely uh, on board with understanding how emotions and the items and the baggage are all connected. 
and exactly. you can't and you unwind that. Well, and, right, and you can't unwind that, um, you know, without doing the personal growth work. You cannot. Right. And the person and, helping and when, to unwind it. I'm sorry, go ahead. That's Okay. That's what we do in the webinars is support people to really be able to unwind it in a safe space Mm -hmm. because we all have a closet to clean. And when you can truly recognize what is the core issue behind the keeping of the object, that is a web that will touch into the other areas of your life that have been so limited. And so when you address the book, you're untangling the web. Right. All facets of the life, you know, and in my case it's 61 years of Mm -hmm. who knows what is all connected. Yeah, so cool. Well, that's very good you say who knows what because we're talking about a web that is connected to grandmothers, to fathers, to mothers, to cousins, and you don't even know that you've been influenced in a DNA factor. We're not just talking behavior. We're not talking the way you're uh, raised up in the environment. We're talking about a DNA factor. So we just don't know that this is what's been making our choices. And so as you start to clear, you'll start to recognize oftentimes where these behaviors and attitudes are coming from. Well, I like that you said that your webinars and your trainings are, you know, so that people can unwind some of that and understand it better and that it's a safe place. Because just hearing you say the web that's uh, connected by grandmothers and aunts and fathers and all that stuff, I was having flashes of... um, the person you were mentioning, like my grandmother, my father, whatever, my mother, as you were saying that, I was actually having a flash in my head really fast of something. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be um, a, you know, a very kind and gentle and sweet um, experience, frankly, to, to go through that whole unwinding. So I think and it's very wonderful. And the principles that we teach allow yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's very wonderful that you have a system for that um, that's not scary <laughs> because it's, exactly. you know, it, is, it, it does flash. I mean, for me, it was just like, wow, I just saw my grandmother who died in 1983 right in front of my face, uh-huh. you know, so. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, very that interesting. That's great. Very interesting. Now, there's and, one more thing. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and I was just, as an aside, when my grandmother went to the hospital, the the last trip that she made out of her home. Um, And I I know a lot of people do this. She reorganized all of her drawers. She situated, you know, even her lingerie or whatever pieces she had, they were all beautifully folded. Everything was completely lovely. And frankly, the word impeccable is perfect. And Mm -hmm. when she left her home that last time, she knew probably in her heart that she was not coming back and she was probably at peace with how she left her home. So Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what just came to my mind as we're talking about this web, you know, of of all of that and then that's a nice memory, you know, and, and it's a nice it's a nice thing. And it, and frankly, you don't really want your last day that you leave your house to be the day that you make sure it's clean. <laughs> so 
Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, it would be better to right. do it earlier. <laughs> well, and the thing case. is, the, the cleaning, the impeccability feeds you, just like the womb fed you as a baby. It's an environment of such purity and such nurturing and such uh, quality and beauty, okay? And as you're fed by that, then entire new realities occur. There's something else I want to say, though, before I forget it. We did that show on the um, on individuals who have their uh, family member that they take to live with them, or they have to support the family member to move, mm-hmm. or or the person dies. Okay, and we created I created that whole uh, document for people to be able to go through and ask from the proper place okay, of being respectful with everything. And um, the thing that's so vital is to realize that when you're dealing with um, older individuals especially um, and you think it's just about moving stuff out and getting rid of, that is a violation. So I just want you to know it is so vital. It has become the extension of life itself. And if you go in and you do it that way, it's death. They actually can die faster. They actually can um, feel their own death when they cannot um, have the insulation of the things around them that from the past have made them alive. So, you know, this is a... um, when you're dealing with the elderly, that's something very important to keep in mind. One more thing about books and things for the elderly. If they go into a nursing home and thing, create that room as a familiar space and home for them. So bring pictures and bring their favorite books, even if they can't read. Bring things that touch their heart and soul to be around them because that way that uh, transition that they've made, they still have the familiar, the things that they cherish. Now, the next step with books, talk about cherish. I do not have shelves that go across and are filled with books at any point, except I like. I know I have one shelf, I just realized, that has all these books that I was... Uh, partial author in that mm-hmm. I know I'm going to be selling soon that are really cool. And I filled that space completely wall-to-wall with the books. Normally, though, my bookshelves are inviting. They have space. They have display. So here's an example. I have some beautiful things that have to do with science. That is such a confirmation, uh, that is such a correlation to the things that I experienced on the other side in relationship to this world of space, beauty, and form. And, um, and it's, it's an entire new kind of quantum reality, to tell you the truth of what I'm talking about. But in this display, I have all my books, my scientific books. I have the book I'm working on. You know, that will come out, out in February. And um, and those books have beside them a beautiful display of Einstein. 
so it's an inviting shelf. I just delight. I laugh at it. It invites me all the time. So if you fill your uh, shelf all the way across, it crowds you from being able to feel what's really inviting. And there's one more piece to this. Books become a false identity. And we keep them there, you know, relating to this false identity. And the more that you clean out and the more you have what really calls to you, not what your mind says, but what calls to you, and you know you're just meant to have it, then by all means keep it. And then listen for how in that you organize and listen for the next thing be revealed. Okay. So what what do you see about that, Deborah? Well, I have the benefit of having the document that you prepared that people will be able to go to um, your website and pick up later, which will be gloryofhome.com forward slash gifts, and they'll be able to click on the uh, the beautiful image of books and to get this document. And I have it in front of me. So when you're talking about that part about books are false identity, you have something here where it says gravity versus levitation. And I wonder what that means. Well, I have what a I'm sense really of what meaning, it means. and I had actually corrected that, and apparently didn't get in on the copy I sent you. But what it is is gravity is uh, weighing down. Okay, levitation is uh, living lightly, walking lightly on the planet. Okay, and so when you're when you're lightly feeling what you have, there's just, you know, every object just has that space. And then you have the opportunity of being able to receive beyond anything you can imagine. But we do our work. I love that. There's no question. We do our work. I love that. Walking lightly. Um, That's another one I'm going to take away from today, walking lightly, because that, that reminds me of another concept that, either you and I have talked about or I've talked about with people that I work with um, about the baggage we carry. And sometimes it's a a carry-on bag that you can get on an airplane with, and sometimes you've got to check it at the gate because it's a huge Pullman suitcase, you know. And Uh if you're walking walking lightly and your bag is not on wheels, let's put it that way, um, you can't be carrying around the baggage. So if you've got books that don't serve and you've got other things that don't serve, I don't think walking lightly is going to be as easy. No, and and what we don't realize is the physical things that you keep with the attitudes and behaviors behind it has a direct impact upon the things that are happening in our world. It's not a con- it's not you could connect it like from oh well it's consciousness and it's but no, it's really very grounded behaviors and beliefs. And if you stuff the closet with all these jammed books and just, you know, to fill it up, or you had a room and you filled the room with all the stuff that you couldn't find a place for, that's, that is an experience of what's occurring in your existence, and that is an existence that's affecting outcomes with our earth. With our, with you know, if I have objects, I'm very clear. If I have objects, this may sound real strange. So hang on to your hat, everybody. 
Um, if I have things crowding in a closet, I'm very clear I'm contributing to the crowding that causes war. Because I'm not trusting, I'm not having space, I'm in a judgment. And I'm territorial and don't touch my stuff, and that's all a warring kind of attitude. Oh, it's funny what I run into with people when we start to tell the truth. You know, they'll they'll go the easy place, but they don't want to go in those hard places because that becomes a war. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, that becomes you, the defense. <laughs> um, were you actually able to um, to print a copy of your document? Were you able to do that? No. All right. So because my I have printer it. just went there. Right. So I have it. So I would I would like to kind of go through the unknown possible behaviors that are shown up. Well, I can definitely touch on, I'll yeah. touch on some things. Um, cool, yeah, do you do one that? One of because... the unknown. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, an unknown behavior is uh, the thing we touched on about money, hanging on to things because you haven't used them and you're, someday you're going to really prove that you can use them and you that way you wouldn't have wasted money. The next thing is uh, all these self-help books, and think they're really going to help you. And if if you could if you could, um, you know, what's the word when you when you actually um, receive them? I can't remember the word exactly, but if you, it's kind of like some people think if they keep it on their shelf, they're going to receive it automatically, just receiving it. Well, and, you have to as- and assimilate it, assimilate it assimilate into Assimilate your... it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they assimilate it. But the truth is, what they do is it becomes weighed down. It becomes gravity. And when you look at a shelf that is filled with the gravity, this is the unknown. You feel guilty, right? What else could you feel that you're not, that in the hidden emotions of the things that are self-help books that you haven't, done anything with in, you know, three years. What might be about, one of those things? Yeah, how about the part about, for people who have lots of books and don't read them, that it indicates they don't complete projects? Okay, so oftentimes you could buy a book and, and have a number of books that you're going to give as gifts, but they're never given. So those become guilt, and they actually become guilt when you see the person. It doesn't only affect you with the shelf. It affects you with seeing the person. But not only does it affect you with the shelf and the person and not giving the gift, those same kind of things go on in other areas that you might find in relationship to your business. Good ideas that you save that were going to be the gift to, you know, to your public, okay, and they just keep hidden away. Those become guilt uh, prophecy, so to speak. I mean, they have a web, and it can actually interfere with you when you have an inspiration to sit down and do something newly. You, what you're doing is you're adding it. It's like moving poop around in a kitty box. Oh, very nice. <laughs> 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 or rearranging the chairs on the Titanic. That's another That's one. right. Rear- <laughs> I, I have to tell you, that came up because 
my kitty just leaped into my lap. <laughs> that was the natural thing to say. Very nice. Very lovely. <laughs> well, as long as the kitty doesn't get on your bookshelf and mess up that whole idea, right? No, she Oh, won't. my gosh. That was too cute, Donna. Thank you. That was lovely. Um, <laughs> another another lovely vision. Um, okay, so um, this is intriguing. But you're inside the same box is the thing. And so when yeah. you have guilt, it permeates other areas, and it and it's you putting off the project. It's you telling the truth. It's you continuing to let other things fill your space that are that same kind of deal. Doesn't mean it's just well, books. So this is interesting because some people, myself included, think that um, we're really busy, right? We're really busy, 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 and we're doing. We're moving forward and blah, 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 blah. But what we're really doing is rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Um, yeah. Because sometimes um, I will be preparing to do something for my public, you know, my, my clients, my people, my tribe, and I will feel like I have to go and find my old stuff that I wrote before and I have to find my my books that are current that maybe somebody else has written and make sure that what I was about to say is in alignment with that. And I have this whole busy, like this tornado of activity, and then actually nothing happens. I get nowhere. Right. I have not built. I <laughs> and have then not all walked. of a sudden the spirit speaks through you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, my God, I did not accomplish a darn thing. And I, I cannot tell you how many times that happens. And I'm thinking, I just spent like five hours doing nothing. And it felt like I was busy. So yes. I'm thinking that there's some whirlpool kinds of things that happen for me that, you know, what I just described is also going to show up in how my books are and my other things and, you know, how mm-hmm. I operate. So it's very yep. interesting to unwind. And I love the word unwind because there is a ball of string you know that holds us together, holds me together. I should only speak of myself, but it holds me together. And if I start unwinding it, I, I do have to make sure that I'm going to be okay with what's underneath that ball of string. You know, more string. Right. And the thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that we're afraid to let to let those things go. Mm-hmm. But what happens is those hidden shadows are how we've been operating. That's causing drama in our life. So you may go through a little bit of pain in letting go, but all of a sudden the drama unravels. Or suddenly I can recognize that where a person's speaking from isn't where they're speaking from. Because I have the space to be able to hear what's really going on. You know, this is extreme, what I'm getting ready to say. But the actress, the late actress, Suzanne Plachette, had a terrible experience. And anyone that has ever had their house burn, forgive me, but her whole house burned down. Mm-hmm. And she said it was the most freeing thing that ever happened because all the stuff she was hanging on to was gone in one fell swoop. Right. And she right. didn't have to do the work that we're talking about. Now, God knows, please, God knows, I do not want my house to burn down. Um, no, but I know, but I know that if everything is gone for some other reason, and you have to start over, I know that I have everything I need inside. Well, it's interesting now. because when you think about earthquakes, okay, 
mm-hmm. earthquakes allow us to start over, all right? And, um, you know, you lose your houses, you lose family, you lose people in the community, you have to start over. And it's from a, a, a zero, ground zero relationship of starting over. The only thing is, what they found in earthquakes is that eventually, in time, they go back, the conditions that were there go back to the same way. Because... Uh-huh. They haven't done the work. They haven't and done the work. And because just, other yep. people become disinterested, you know, from the countries who were helping them to begin with, and then the countries back off, and so the city itself hasn't learned the lessons it needed to learn, or the government didn't learn the lesson it needed to learn to be able to be of support without the disasters. I'd like to tell you a story about a personal earthquake. <laughs> and it was literally mm-hmm. a personal earthquake. Um, my husband and I were um, leaving our 13-year home that we had lived with with his mother and, and father when he was alive, but the mother um, until she died last, last year, a year and a half ago. Um, we were leaving that home, and we were having to go from 2,400 square feet down to 1,100, which I've mentioned on shows before. And we had a dumpster that was out in front of the house in the driveway. And he had in mind filling that dumpster several times and letting the person that does it come and empty it several times. And I was not on board with that. I, you know, it's very hard for me. So it was like, no, we need to get another storage locker. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. I mean, it was just like a battle. So it, that was the beginning mm-hmm. of a personal earthquake. And then one day, I don't know, he said the wrong thing. And I picked up something that has been with me since 1972. Um, it's a plaster mushroom that I had painted in 1972, back in the day when that was, you know, the mushroom was a yeah, cool thing yeah, that year. Got it. <laughs> and it was always, at every home that I've lived in since 1972, it has been somewhere either in the home or out in the yard. And that mushroom was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I picked it up and deliberately crashed it into the side of the uh, dumpster, and of course it shattered. Yeah, and I w- and I went. Oh my gosh! I mean, inside I went. That did not feel good, and I really do regret it even now. I mean, as I'm talking about it, I'm surprised I'm not even more emotional about it than I am. But I was like, wow, that I can't believe I did that. You know, but this is really good. Really... If I'm going to interrupt for one second. This is really good. What you did, though, and this is what it takes sometimes. So parting with the beauty of the past is the most difficult thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And in that, when you're when you get out of your mind, your mind will always justify. It will always carve it out. Okay, the mind is a controller. But when you actually are willing to go through the kind of pain it is, because it's not comfortable to let go of the beauty of the past, it shatters the reality that you've had and allows for an entire new compass in your life of receiving. Mm -hmm. Truly amazing. But you have to go through that shattering of reality. So I really understand what you're saying about, you know, how bad that felt. Mm 
Oh yeah, it was it was um it was one of those things where I thought I can't believe I, but I never it's really interesting. I um I regret it on one hand and yet I have some other feelings about it that I I'm kind of proud of myself that it's not here. Mm-hmm. In this mm-hmm. house, at this house. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting what people so you have were freed to kind up. Of, there was a freeing up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was back in the day when I was married to my first husband, which was not a great experience yeah. for 10 years. And, uh, you know, this, it, yeah, it was it was time for that mushroom to be gone. But it was a, it was a symbol. And, boy, I mean, it shattered. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't have that much of a temper that I break my own stuff. Um, that yeah. may be the second or third thing in my whole life that I've ever broken on purpose. Maybe, maybe second. So anyway, it was an interesting experience, and I, I don't know. It's related to no. What we're let's, about we're going to touch on that in the books, okay? What you just said. So you're talking about the mushroom. Now somebody has a book. They keep that book and they continue to keep the book, but they don't realize that they're not keeping it because of their own emotions. They're keeping it because mom felt this way. They're keeping Mm -hmm. it because uh, dad resisted it. They're keeping it because grandma always had it in the family, okay? The focus of this work is to allow you to be able to recognize really what's going on with you. Your mother may have loved something, may have treasured it to the hilt, and you don't even like it. But what we'll do is we will people please with people who have died. And we'll carry on that exact same system. And so as you come from these principles of uh, of um, organizing principles of beauty, as you really learn what these are, then there's a system that occurs. There's seven principles, and the system occurs in such a way that you're not making the decisions anymore. You're able to be inside it, recognizing what it is that's being revealed. So even though that was hard and even though you got mad and all that, that cracked your world. That rocked it for you to face into those things that, you know. Uh, okay, one more thing. When you have a 1972 mushroom and you move it everywhere, okay, mm-hmm. that may stand in the way of you having literally a brand new uh, house. That may stand in the way of you always living in the past and how creative you were of you not being able to write a book that goes into the world because you're holding the space of you of how great it was when you were. So I'll give you an example in one second because it's a writer. Um, But it holds the space of um, what you were back then and what those emotions were and how great it was and all that stuff. So when I was working with an individual, um, we cleaned out the house. There was a whole group of us. And um, and the last thing she ever thought of was that she was going to let go of um, this dress. There was just no way. And even when it came down to finally when she was ready to let go, it was actually a prom dress, okay? 
And um, after everything got put into rightful place within the room, lots of things happened. And and I asked her. I said, "What is it? If you could be, if you could express anything that you've never been willing to say to anyone, um, what is it you would be expressing?" And so. She told me, and she couldn't. First, she said, "Oh no, it doesn't matter anyway." I said, "Well, this is just between you and God. What is it that He knows that nobody else knows?" And so the next thing, finally, she said with tears in her eyes, "I'm a writer." And uh, and I said, "Oh, a writer of what? A writer of music." And so what happened at that point when she acknowledged it, and I could hear it in a, as, with her as a safe space, she became highly acknowledged within a year in relationship to music in the world. She would never have dreamed it could have ever happened. But if she had not let go of that dress, she would not have been the writer of music that she became. Wow. All right. Well, I think that is a very good example of exactly what we're talking about. And we have to end now because we've come to the end of the time, but I would like to say that my book, as of today, is now called, <laughs> are you ready? It's called Shattered Mushrooms, Secrets, Very to, letting go of the pa- yeah. Secrets to Letting Go of the Past So You Can Express Your Gifts. Awesome. And I, that's tremendous. And that's the kind of gift that's available to each and every one of you. Now, the gift of the Glory of Home, can they pick up that at the gloryofhome.com site that you're talking about? Yeah. Or do uh-huh. they have to go in separately to the one? Nope, they go that's to Glory of Home. Yeah, go, yes, go to gloryofhome.com forward slash gifts or just go to gloryofhome.com and the tab at the top says gifts. And then they'll, they'll be able to they will be able to get that Purging Books document. Great. And the other thing I want you to know, everybody, start getting your name into uh, getting your gifts and getting signed up and stuff because um, I'm really excited about this book that's coming out, The Art of Space Legacies of the Master. And um, it's so exquisite. It is like nothing as you've ever known. It is the experience that includes... Michelangelo and Picasso and Steve Jobs in the most incredible ways that apply to your everyday life. So thank you very much for listening today. Um, Our website will be up soon. Absolutely. Well, gloryofhome.com forward slash gifts. And uh, go out and shatter a mushroom, everybody, and be impeccable. Bye-bye now. And one more thing, shatter a mushroom, uh, give a (laughs) shout-out.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.